There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, they found the telephone the electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. Every country has their own unique way of handling their criminals. We may not agree with it, but everyone has their differing opinions. On October 8, 1948, a man was born in Colombia who would become the most prolific serial killer the world has ever seen. A man who, as far as we know, is still walking the earth a free man. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Pedro Alonso Lopez, born October 8, 1948, was forced to watch his mother, a sex worker, entertain clientele from a young age. And when he was just eight years old, she kicked him out of the house entirely after catching him fondling his sister's breasts. He fled to Bogota, Colombia, and began a life of panhandling and homelessness. This is when he was picked up by a man who offered him the comfort of a home and some food, but was instead taken to an abandoned building where he was repeatedly sodomized. It was during this attack that Pedro vowed he would do the same to as many little girls as he could, a promise he intended to keep. When he was 12 years old, he was taken in by an American family and enrolled in a school for orphans. Now, this should have been a turning point for him. He had a horrible childhood, and for once, it seemed he had a more stable environment to call home. But after just two years, he ran away from school. According to some accounts, it was to run away from a male teacher. Others say he ran away with a teacher. Back on his own, by 18, he was stealing cars and selling them to chop shops to earn a living. He was arrested for car theft and, while in prison, was brutally gang-raped by fellow inmates. All of that anger and haunting experience bubbled up inside of him, and he hunted down the men who assaulted him and brutally massacred them behind prison walls. Authorities deemed his actions as self-defense, and after just two years were added to his time, he was freed from prison and headed towards Peru. Now, according to Pedro's own account, this is where the monster of the Andes was born. He said that by 1978, he had kidnapped and killed over 100 young girls. It wasn't until he was captured by a native tribe who were preparing to execute him before an American missionary intervened and handed him over to state police, he was deported back to Colombia and later moved to Ecuador, where he claimed he killed about three girls a week, stating, quote, I like the girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting, more innocent. And while police did notice the influx of missing girl cases, they chalked it up to the girls being sold as sex slaves. That while they were not well, they were at least alive. They had no idea that a killer of Pedro's magnitude was walking amongst them. It would take a flood in 1980 to finally open their eyes. As the water shifted the soil, the bodies of four murdered children were exposed, and the Ecuadorian authorities realized that there was a monster on their hands. And the count didn't stop at four. As time went by, more and more bodies were uncovered. Shortly after the flood, Pedro Alonso Lopez was arrested for attempting to abduct a young girl whose mother was, thankfully, there to intervene. Police could not get him to cooperate, so they got a local priest to dress up like a prisoner, placed him into the cell with Pedro, and before long, he was confessing in detail to the murders of 110 girls in Ecuador, an additional 100 in Colombia, and 100 in Peru, all around 12 years of age. 
He said he would walk the streets looking for the perfect target, and when he found her, he would lure her away with the promise of gifts to a prepared grave. He would calm the child throughout the night and at sunrise, rape and then strangle them to death. He said he only killed by the light of day so he could watch their eyes fade as they died, and that if he couldn't see their eyes, the murder was a waste. Once they were dead, he had tea parties and played games with their lifeless bodies before disposing of them in the graves with his other victims. Even after the extreme detail he provided, police found it difficult to believe that he killed at this magnitude completely undetected. They were proven wrong when Pedro agreed to lead them to one of his mass graves. More than 53 bodies were found, more than enough for police to take him seriously. In January of 1981, Pedro was convicted of three murders out of the over 300 he confessed to. He was sentenced to life in prison. He never showed remorse, and in an infamous interview by journalist Ron Leitner, who brought the monster's crime worldwide, he said that if he was given the chance, he would happily return to killing young girls. He said he looked forward to the opportunity to wrap his hands around another child's throat. But everyone sat smugly, thinking there was no way he would ever get that chance. Because even if paroled from prison in Ecuador, he had Peru and Colombia waiting to try him. He wasn't going anywhere. Or so everyone thought. After 20 years in solitary confinement, in the summer of 1998, Pedro Lopez seemingly disappeared from prison. No one knows exactly what happened, but here is what everyone speculates. Some believe he was driven to the Colombian border, told never to come back to Ecuador, and set free with only a bottle of water, the clothes on his back, a package of food, and a few pesos. That a week later, they found him back in Ecuador, a place he wanted to stay because they had no death penalty, and was taken back to Colombia and told never to return. Others believe he was simply released on good behavior and disappeared into the night that maybe the fathers of his victims took matters into their own hands. A documentary about his crimes reported that he was released from the Ecuadorian prison on August 31st, 1994, and then rearrested as an illegal immigrant and handed over to the Colombian authorities, who in turn charged him with a 20-year-old murder. He was declared insane and held in a psychiatric wing of a hospital. In 1998, he was declared sane and released on a $50 bail and later absconded. That same documentary says that Interpol released an advisory for his rearrest as recent as 2002. But as of 2020, no one really knows where the monster of the Andes is, leaving the families of his victims and those who knew of his crimes to live in terror. In 2006, Guinness World Records credited Pedro Lopez as the most prolific serial killer the world has ever seen. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.